0: Pulse 95 Live from the International Government Communication Forum.
1: I believe that I'm talking to one of the most important people or one of the exciting people here at the International Government Communication Forum. You might have heard of him, you might have uh, seen his videos, and you might have heard of his title, The Nicest Judge. And I'm here with Judge Frank Caprio at the International Government Communication Forum. It's wonderful to have you here in Sharjah.
0: Well, thank you for that wonderful introduction. I'm excited to be here, and I'm particularly happy with the reception that I have received. The people of this area have treated me so wonderfully, and I'm eternally grateful.
1: Now, the theme of the forum is uh, today's resources, Tomorrow's Wealth. And like you mentioned yesterday, we all have a heart. And um, the heart is a source of kindness. How can we cultivate or tap into this resource the way that you have?
0: I think it all begins with, with the family unit. The basic unit of society is the family unit. It's... and. My attitude and the way I treat people really comes from my parents, you know, who are very close-knit family. I think one of the sins of of our country, and maybe the world, is the disintegration of the family unit. I think it is so important to instill values in young people, you know, to display to them by actions and by how parents treat other people, how they treat their their children, you know, but to show that they're generous. You know, I came from a family that, that, uh, you know, that were immigrants but nevertheless we had an abundance of love not only for each other but for others and I was taught that by the way my parents treated other people.
1: The other day while I was talking about kindness and uh, talking about your story in general and I was thinking of how kindness like I said is a resource and resources always seem finite as in it's something that will finish. Is niceness or kindness is it finite? Can we run out of uh, kindness?
0: I certainly hope not. <laughs> I think kindness should be a part of our human nature. It's what we do. We don't have to, we don't have to practice kindness and understanding and humility, you know. All of those wonderful qualities, you know, should be part of our, every second of our life. Is how we should view other people. It would be such a wonderful world.
1: It absolutely would be. I mean, it is a dream to have everybody as kind as possible and treating everybody kindly. And you mentioned that um, the UAE, or at least the, this region, is quite interested in the videos that you post. So, why do you think, or what do you think resonated with the people of the region that caused them to have to boost the popularity of your videos?
0: I think it's the culture of the region. I think to read this from my experience being here, you know, and the way people have treated me and for what I have observed. You know, the culture here is just family-oriented, and I've been treated with such kindness and understanding. <clears throat> so it doesn't surprise me at all that's, that the uh, number of people in this region that watch our videos, you know, as a matter of fact, the, uh, the biggest viewer, viewpoint point people watching uh, Caught in Providence are from this region, in the world in the world, that makes me feel good.
1: I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bit surprised when uh, you mentioned that statistic yesterday during your talk and honestly we're very proud to be one of your uh, biggest viewers um, of the videos that you have on YouTube and other social media platforms. Now you've told us many stories before and I'm pretty sure there are many stories that you can uh, recount and retell, but can you tell us your favorite story that happened at your court?
0: In the courtroom, well, my favorite story would have to be about ten stories. So, if I have to pick one favorite story, you know, and problem is that it would be repetitive because it would be about Victor Coello. You know, who was a ninety-six-year-old gentleman. Victor came before my courtroom, and he was charged with speeding, but he was driving his sixty-three-year-old son, who had who had cancer, and he was driving him for treatment, and that's. My favorite story, probably one of my favorites, if not my favorite, because of how I was able to help Victor. Not only that day, but after that, that I actually invited him to my home, and he invited me to his home, and we maintained the friendship. And so, but there are so many other, so many heartbreaking stories. You know, uh, sometimes I have parents come in; they have three or four children. And they have some horrible personal life situations, and they have no money. And I'm faced with the prospect because their traffic violations, you know, are, these are not criminal cases, these are traffic violations. And they may have a traffic bill of like four or $500. If I enforce the law in that situation, just strictly adhere to the law then that means that their car gets towed and stays at that tow company for 30 days. Well, it may be 30 or 60. And then if they don't pay that, that the car is then confiscated and sold. But the problem with that is, is that they have a boot fee, which is 200. They have the the bill for the traffic violations, which is five, that's seven. And then the tow company charges $30 a day for storage plus a $100 boot of tow fee. So in effect, whatever I do that's going to require that person to pay, I'm taking their car away from them. And they have children. How do they take their children to school? How do they buy groceries? How do they just go about in life? To me, the answer is so simple. It's not a complicated case for me. The only thing that makes me surprised is some people are surprised that I do that. But I believe in the... In the goodness of people and I try to be an example for that
1: and you truly are to be honest and as an example before we let you go I want to ask, as somebody who was the one of the many faces of government, as somebody, as you mentioned yesterday, has the power or had a power to make a decision and change somebody's life, now that the youth are going to be taking on these faces of power as well and positions of power, what do you want to tell them and what can you tell them?
0: I should tell them, <clears throat> dispense and dispatch your duties but. Honestly, and with understanding, if there's one thing that I can tell them is place yourself in the shoes of the person that you are making a judgment on. Place yourself in those circumstances. Some of those circumstances are heartbreaking. They're, they're heartbreaking. And so have some humility, honesty, have the courage, the courage to do it. Many people say, you know, I'm not sure that I can do that. I'm talking about people in authority, and I say to them, You're sure you can do it. You have the ability to do that, but do you have the courage? And so I ask them to be courageous, I ask them to be forgiving, and I ask them to be uh, thankful for their position, and that they should uh, epitomize that thanks by having understanding, compassion, of other people's points,
1: I really hope that we do end up living in a compassionate, kind, and courageous world. Thank you so much, Judge Frank, and we appreciate your time and hope you enjoy your time here in Sharjah.
0: I'm enjoying it immeasurably. You know, the people here are so wonderful. They're so welcoming. They've made, my, they've made my stay a blessing. And thank you, thank you so much.